1: The European Union has initiated an investigation into Chinese subsidies for electric vehicles aiming to prevent an influx of inexpensive imports into the EU. Now, the move carries the potential for significant repercussions as it may have negative impacts on the EU's automotive industry as well as future relations between China and the EU. I'm joined by Ger Herbert, who is Motoring Editor with the Sunday Independent. Ger, good morning.
0: Good morning, Pat.
1: You find this interesting, uh, moved by the EU gobsmacking. Why?
0: Yeah, it's an extraordinary one. Look, in the end of the day, the EU have very ambitious targets when it comes to EVs. They need to get them from somewhere. It's really academic at this stage as to which country provides them. Um, well,
1: they'd like, obviously, the German manufacturers, uh, the BMWs, the Mercedes, uh, the, the the Volkswagens, huge uh, group uh, globally, uh, to, to make them, would they not?
0: They would indeed, but the fact of the matter is, a lot of the European car makers have been asleep at the wheel, and they're not producing them in the numbers that are needed. Now, the Chinese are coming in; with, they've an eight percent market share at the moment. They have about they're about twenty percent cheaper than what's been offered by the EU. Obviously, the EU market is very important to China. They have pay they have a ten percent tariff on um, on cars, whereas if they export to the, U, to the U.S., it's twenty seven and a half. They've basically got a ban in in India because it's seventy percent of a tariff. So the, the Chinese, the European market is very important to China, but. this is an extraordinary um, um, investigation. Mm.
1: Now, when you talk about, what, 27% import uh, tariffs in the US and 70% in Mm. India.
0: Effectively about I mean,
1: the Chinese haven't punished those countries, uh, have they, for uh, those excessive taxes. So if the EU says, well, we'll just move our taxes up to the level that the US has, what's the problem?
0: Well, I mean, the problem is, as I said to the China, you know, Europe, I think, is more dependent really on uh, China than China is on Europe at this stage in terms of like they're big players um, in the, the Chinese are they control I think it's like four-fifths of the, the battery production at this stage in the world so you know we need them much more than they need us and I think the other the other issue is it's probably in terms of who wins from all of this it's a win-win probably for the French car makers because Citroen Renault and Peugeot are not particularly exposed in the Chinese market um, and they're probably the ones that are most likely to be displaced with the increase in the Chinese market share but I mean where are the German car ma- manufacturers in all of this because BMW Mercedes and Volkswagen have have Chinese factories. They build cars in China. They're heavily dependent on Chinese car sales. And then if this 13-month investigation turns out that they decide to put tariffs on any Chinese cars coming in, they're essentially going to be putting tariffs on those cars as
1: well. So the cars that uh, these German companies build in Mm. China, some of them, maybe a lot of them, are aimed at the Chinese market in China. Mm. So there would be no implication there. They're providing jobs in China and so on. But if they are supplying Europe Mm with uh, those German cars but in fact made in China they would have to be tariffed as well
0: they would essentially but the other problem as well is the likes of Volkswagen are particularly exposed in the Chinese market and they have a huge amount of their pro- their uh, their sales come from um, China if uh, you know this kind of coldness or frostiness develops between the EU and China which this I mean Beijing have come out very strongly against this that's not going to help trying to sell European cars in China then so this is definitely not a good move for the, uh, the German car industry
1: so the German car industry Industry, I thought they might be baying for this. They're not.
0: No, it seems it's coming from the French more than anything, because as I said, they have the most to gain and the least to lose, really. So, um, yeah, but I mean, remember, the other thing is, as I said, it's a 13 month investigation. At that point, the EU Commission have to decide, yes, we found enough evidence to justify tariffs or we didn't and we closed the case. At that point, the member states can still vote on the tariffs. So we've yet to see what will happen. But I mean, it's just it's one of those things that may end in nothing. And yet it's going to do so much damage by even mentioning it. It just seems an extraordinary move.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, we might remember if we're old enough when Japanese cars started to come mm-hmm. into uh, Europe and into Ireland and you had Nissan, which was known as Datsun at the time, and uh, you had Toyota and so on. And they were regarded, you know, a bit sniffily oh, those Japanese, cheap, cheap Japanese cars. And indeed, they were a bit um, maybe extreme in their design uh, tastes and so on. They weren't quite European. They learned fairly rapidly. Mm. Then we had another wave. We had the Koreans arriving in town, Mm. the Hyundais and the Kias and so on. And people were a bit sniffy about them regarding them as maybe inferior brands. And now they have become absolutely mainstream. Hyundai sometimes having the number one selling car. Now we have the wave of, Chinese cars coming in and again people might be tempted to be sniffy but the driving of those cars would suggest otherwise.
0: Yeah, I think there's two interesting things as well. This is trying to associate the word cheap with Chinese cars. They are far from cheap. They are cheaper than European cars but they are well built and they are, you know, yeah. just...
1: So they're the, less expensive cars. Yes. Let's but, not use the word cheap.
0: Yeah, but I think the European Commission are trying to have this association of China and cheap and that's certainly not the case. But I think what we'll see because of the ambitions, um, ambitious moves towards electric cars a much, much faster acceleration and pace than we saw with the Koreans or we saw with the Japanese. You know, the momentum is way behind, is, is much greater behind these cars now. But no, I mean, they're on a par with European cars. And I think that's what's really worrying and um, the European car makers is as I said these are not cheap and cheerful cars from China
1: Now uh, some of the brands that are coming in obviously we have seen MG which is a an, a very esteemed old British mark being transferred to a Chinese uh, vehicle and that's going very well particularly the MG4 and uh, then we've got BYD and I'm thinking what could BYD's? Mm. And it, they've, written, they've written it large on the boot of the car, mm. build your dreams. Mm. Have you ever heard of a car with such a, you know, a plain English name?
0: Yeah, it's, it's an unusual name, definitely. But they are a huge car company. And the, one of the things they keep saying is that like, they're probably the biggest car company you've never heard of. And they're probably still an unknown name to a lot of people in Ireland. Huge, huge car company. And... Um, and have been hugely successful in any country that they've moved into. They now are about to launch their second model in Ireland. They've just launched the the Atto 3, a small kind of compact SUV earlier in the year, and they are definitely one to watch. But there's a lot of interesting car makers, Chinese car makers in the European market that haven't come to Ireland yet because the whole right-hand drive thing. But if they do come, I mean, there's a lot out there, both from the luxury to the budget.
1: Yeah, Um, you're wondering about the right-hand drive. I mean, obviously... Uh, Britain being outside mm. the EU may have implications as to whether they decide to to supply whatever uh, tariffs Britain may or may not impose. But you're looking at Japan for right-hand drive models. You're looking at uh, the southern African continent for right-hand drive. Looking at uh, where, Australia, do they do right-hand mm. drive? So there are a few places around the world. Uh, and in order to make it worthwhile, you've got to have... A critical mass.
0: Yeah. What's interesting, though, and what might bring them to Ireland quicker than what might have happened is, remember, the UK are talking about banning the sale of new petrol and diesel cars by 2030. So it's an attractive market for those Chinese car companies. So I think we will see right-hand drive, maybe not. You know, and then ne- definitely in the next eighteen months, I see. I think we're going to see an awful lot more of these Chinese car companies.
1: Yeah. As I say, critical mass, depending on uh, because they're all built by robots. Mm-hmm. So you just tell the robot, you know, you designed the dash. Maybe slightly differently for right and left, and you've got to place the pedals differently. But otherwise, the design is pretty much the same, and you just have to devote assembly line time to right-hand drive.
0: Yeah, it's slightly more complex though because I remember talking to European car makers about this before and they said it's not just, you know, a little, literally a mirror image. You can't just flip everything. So there are, and I noticed sometimes you drive a car, a European um, left-hand drive and it wouldn't come in exactly the same. The glove compartment might be smaller and stuff. So it's not quite just, you know, reverse it. There's a
1: bit more to it. But undoubtedly, in your view, the Chinese are coming and will command a huge percentage of our market. Uh, so although manufacturers may not be frightened of them you know they will cre- get market share
0: they will and they're talking about trying to get they'll get about 15% that's a conservative estimate I think by 2025 so that's a big chunk of the European market for somebody who started a con- mm. you know a company that star- companies that started from nothing really uh,
1: and your message to Ursula van der Leyen is be careful what you wish for <laughs> exactly <laughs> alright Ger Herbert Motoring Editor with the Sunday Independent uh, thank you very much